Hey friends, welcome back. I have a super treat for you today. For the first time, I'm airing an excerpt of content from one of my live coaching sessions. Sweet, brave Paige gave me permission to air this in the weed session about her two sweet babies. I thought it would be helpful to share because just like all of us, she's literally doing everything right. She's a dietitian by trade, as many of you guys are. She's done the sensitivity testing and the gut microbiome testing. She's by her own admission, a super crunchy mama. She's making homemade broth and liver pate for goodness sake, but still dealing with not one, but two eczema cases. So in this episode, I'm sharing just a little bit of our call where we go into her toddler's diet. We talk about histamine and ketchup, smoothie disdain, picky eating, proper food combining, sneaky supplements. We comb through her toddler's diet in detail. And we further our conversation going through all she's dealing with in her baby's case. And we use that same fine tooth comb to go through her symptom management protocol and potential environmental triggers that are negatively affecting her sweet little babies as well. She's just like all of us guys, trying her very, very best and is doing amazing. And she's working so hard. And I know all of you are too, because that's exactly where we were. I was making bone broth and liver pate and had been gluten and dairy free for years while nursing a baby and tending to a toddler with the worst cases of eczema I had ever seen. I mean, the word eczema was in no way in my vernacular before that time. My husband nor I had ever dealt with it in the past, yet there we were. And I had to, I uncovered a different way that was hyper-focused on eczema specifically because being healthy is just not enough, unfortunately, for our sweet, sensitive friends. For one reason or another, they're just born into this world with a tendency towards eczema at any inflammatory assault. And the thing is, you can be the healthiest of all your friends and family, and I know you guys are. I know that's the mama and papas that are listening to this show, but still unknowingly contributing to your kids' eczema cases. If you want to go through how to optimize your meals, your supplements, and transition your home from one of unknown inflammatory assaults to one that is healing and harmonizing, if you want to holistically transform what's going on in your home and your sweet kiddos, I would love to chat with you and give you a framework that takes you through step-by-step step how to uncover hidden triggers in your already very healthy lifestyle. If you want to get access to all of that, eczemakids.com, you can find all the details on the work with me page. And who knows how fast you can start to reverse this condition and how much better and simpler and freer your life can be after going through this process. When I got my kids to clear skin, the weight of the world was lifted off my shoulders. And now they aren't sensitive, fragile little beings that can't take any inflammatory assaults because of course you're never going to be able to omit them completely. They are so much stronger. They are so much healthier and our home is so much lighter now that I know what to do to control this specific, specific condition. I want that for all of you guys. Anyway, take a listen into our, our live coaching session with Paige. Three, two, one, let's go. Hey mama, welcome to the Eczema Kids podcast. Do you want your baby to actually have baby soft skin? Are you literally up all night caring for your itchy, miserable kid? Are you hoping to give your child a life free of disruptive skin symptoms without pharmaceuticals? Hi, I'm Andra, 
I was also a mom of a toddler and a baby struggling with severe eczema. I too felt helpless because I couldn't figure out how to get rid of my children's eczema and wished I could take the misery out of their bodies. Every day I questioned, is what I'm doing actually making a difference? I wondered, would I ever be able to go to the pool with my kids, take family photos, or eat outside the home without an eczema flare? Through diet and natural time-honored solutions, combined with endless hours of research and experimenting, I eliminated eczema from our lives. When you tune into this podcast, you will find itchy kid remedies, diet and nutrition advice, and healthy kid hacks to help lessen your workload and lighten your family home. Grab your egg-free snack, and let's get on with healing our kids. So first of all, like we are a super crunchy family. I have been, you know, following these sort of principles for years before we even had kids. So like things like the laundry detergent and the like cookware and just like all the things household wise and products and everything. Like we haven't used toxic stuff for years and years. And then the kids have had zero vaccines and um, they were both planned home births. So Lily was supposed to be a home birth and we ended up having to transfer, but Cal was a successful home birth. But anyway, Lily was, so they were both born vaginally Um, with Lily. The only intervention was an epidural. So anyway, like just right off the bat, I'm like, why is this happening to me? (laughs) That is so, oh my gosh. Yeah. And that's the most frustrating part, right? It's like, oh my God. And like, we already eat really pretty much like whole foods. I mean, we like make concessions like normal families do, you know, but in general, like we're, I'm very health conscious. Like I'm actually a health coach. And so I work with a functional health doctor and I help his clients with like how to eat healthier. So like, this is all like very not news to us, you know? Um, So for Lily, it started when she was about eight or nine months, like started on her cheeks, you know, and then it's kind of just moved to the rest of her body. And so we, she was doing a little bit of solids. So I was really careful about solids. I was nursing. And so I tried cutting like gluten and dairy and everything out of my diet. Nothing was working. And so then we ended up switching to like a goat milk formula for a while. And then that wasn't working, but my milk supply had just totally like tanked. And so anyway, we were done um, nursing around a year with her. Mm-hmm. And then it was really just like, okay. So then we did a food sensitivity test um, with the functional health doctor that I work with. And so uh, it came back like dairy was off the charts um, for food sensitivity, which we also saw an allergist and she's not allergic to any foods, like not, what is it? IgE. Yeah. Um, so not allergic, but she was off the charge for for like sensitivity with dairy and uh, some other foods like peanuts were high on that almonds, random, like chickpeas. I don't know. So we cut all of that stuff out, of course. So then, She's been eating, um, like her diet has been all solids for the past year, but she is the pickiest eater on the planet. She, I know toddlers in general are bad, but like this kid is the worst. And one of the first foods I gave her, like even before all the eczema stuff started, um, we were starting solids. I gave her liver pate 
made with like breast milk because I was like liver is one of the healthiest foods and she like gagged and so I'm always I think back to that and I'm like I made her a picky eater because she hated (laughs) the first food that I gave her (laughs) but um yeah so she right now her diet like one of the best things I guess that we can get her to eat is um I'll cook basmati rice Mm -hmm. in like a homemade chicken stock Mm -hmm. so I'll use the chicken stock to make the rice and then I will put like ghee on it to get some healthy fats in there and um she all this is kind of a funny random thing that she really likes which you wouldn't you wouldn't think but there's like a seasoning that's just little tiny flakes of sea vegetables and sesame seeds. And she loves that on her rice. And so I'm like, okay, that's really good. And really weird that you like this. Cause how many toddlers will eat like sea vegetables? Cause it's salty. It's yeah. so great. I yeah. love you're using that instead of salt. That's perfect. Yes. Yes. So, um, that's probably one of the best things, but she really likes, we have been doing like just the gluten-free organic, um, chicken nuggets and because sometimes especially with now that we have like a baby it's I don't know you know just gotta get through (laughs) I hear you and um what so then we'll also do like grilled chicken and we can that's hit or miss sometimes but she doesn't do like we'll we'll just make ground meat like ground turkey or ground beef or whatever and just eat it you know like she does not like that. Um, she's like not really even wild about things like sweet potatoes. And that's like, why don't you like this? Like, it's very frustrating, but she does. Oh, and then another big one that is frustrating. She does not like smoothies. Yeah. And I think it's because back when we started this whole eczema thing, I like went a little bit too aggressive with trying to like put all this healthy stuff in a smoothie and she tried it and it was gross you know like it had some fruits but like it was too too many vegetables I mean and now she won't even try like she will not put that close to her mouth no matter what container if it's in a bowl if it's in a cup if it's in like a squeezy pouch like she just refuses so Anyway, the with her, the biggest struggle is just trying to get actual like healthy more. I'm sure she's nutrient deficient because um, she just doesn't ha- like eat enough produce at all. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the thing. So we did do have you I haven't listened to like a ton of your podcast episodes yet, but how do you recommend or have you heard of the tiny health gut test? Mm-mm. Okay. So this is like a gut health test um, marketed toward kids like zero to three. And so we did that for her and she doesn't. So that was actually pretty helpful. I think Um, her gut health is not terrible. It's it could be better, but she doesn't have any bad bacteria and it breaks it down. She has like 75 percent good bacteria and then the rest is kind of like gray area. so that's that's helpful to know. So at least I'm like, we're not like trying to kill off bad bacteria. We're just, I think, trying to focus on increasing her good bacteria. Mm-hmm. But yeah, sorry, that's a lot. But that's nope. kind of where we're at with Lily. And you're doing such a good job. Can I just tell you a few things that you could maybe implement? 
for sure to help. So when you're making the rice, are you doing that every day? Um, probably every other day. Cause that's, I mean, and chicken stock is like so nutrient dense and so great, but once it's past that initial day, if you're struggling with eczema, the histamine content is just going to get too high. Right. And the stock I have like batch made that and then froze it. So mm-hmm. is that, which helps a lot, which helps, that a ton helps. Okay. Because, because, you know, it helps, uh, curb that, that histamine level still though. It's, yeah. it's that's a, that's a biggie. Like right. you wouldn't think it, but it really, it really affects them. Yep. So making it fresh every time, basically. Yeah. yeah. Which is a bummer. And you're doing the right thing in basmati rice. It's like so digestible. And are you soaking it? Sometimes that was something that I just read it through your stuff that I really hadn't been doing. Um, yeah. but I did it once so far. No, that's perfect. <laughs> no, you're, you're not taught this stuff. Like I wasn't, I was like, oh my yeah, God, I've been doing this wrong. But that again, it like really lowers the anti-nutrient content. And just yeah. in water. And honestly, like the easiest way is if you have an extra glass bowl and you can put it in a, in a strainer, the rice, mm-hmm. and then just, you know, leave oh, the yeah, yeah. That makes yeah. sense. Good That's idea. Okay. Like super simple. If you have the space to just, you know, yeah. and, um, use an acid, use lemon to help, you know, break down those anti-nutrients and then, and then rinse it, like keep it in the strainer. Yeah. Right? rinse it under the sink. And then like, I just, and then I throw it into the Instapot. And then do you soak it like all day long or how long is it soaking? Like overnight? Overnight. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I just set this up the night before. Yep. If rice is like a part of our meals for the next day. Yep. Okay. That's good. So that will help, you know, just cooking it in water or vegetable stock might, might yep. be better for her. Vegetable stock. Okay. When you can make that just all the like veggie scraps that you have, like Brussels sprouts, whatever the mm-hmm. ends that you cut off of anything, right. Just put that with water in the Instapot, cook it for eight minutes, and then just strain it all out and put that in a mason jar and the vegetable stock, you know, it still has some of the, the vitamins and minerals, but it develops histamine over time, like at a way slower rate than the chicken stock would. Got it. Okay. It's like, um, ketchup on, you know, I know. and we do like the primal kitchen ketchup. That's yeah. literally zero sugar. Oh, I'm like, that's what amazing. Do you do? Why do you eat that? He loves it. My kids so my funny. Kids that's <laughs> awesome. Well, okay. Well, that's a really good start, but then it's yeah. probably, um, I mean, tomatoes is just another one that's like, right. Unfortunately, it's just, it's so aggravating Yeah. when, when this is their struggle. Right. So you, yeah. you gotta, you gotta take that out. Yeah. So my I make like a, a no tomato red sauce. Yeah. And that's part of the, like, I, I think a couple of the diet plans and honestly, like that goes over. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so for the time being, when you really, really have to take out tomatoes, do that in, in substitute. And then when they're better, like now I find a really clean, uh, tomato sauce. And then I instapot it with like cauliflower and okay. a beet. And yeah. then I just, you know, uh, do it with the immersion blender. Yeah. So, so it still tastes like tomato sauce, but then I've added in like a little bit more nutrients. Right. So it's not okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that goes sense. over pretty well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the ketchup, it just has to be 
gone for for yeah it's crazy just that like you know because it's like she's not having that much ketchup but I'm sure it's just all these little things adding up right yeah that's yeah it's death by a thousand paper cuts because you're doing everything right like you're doing so these these small changes like she's clearly then struggling with histamine and then just yeah those those little aggravations if you can sub so it sounds like I mean, just like playing burgers with herbs in it. Not, not, not really. No, I don't know if it's the texture of like beef or ground beef versus like she'll do chicken more, you know, easily than beef. I don't know if it's the texture or what, but. Well, that's perfect because it's not like now we're in spring. Okay. So red and like dairy, like those heavier foods, like really shouldn't be on the table anyway. Okay. For anyone. So definitely like the lighter, like chicken and turkey um lamb is okay okay kind of like lamb burgers I'm like not that adventurous to cook with that yet but I should try it you can get ground like ground yeah yeah and it just has like a different taste but my kids actually like it yeah like a a simple clean protein and my kids just love chicken thighs so if you can and if you you can do that and then yep like make, if they need a sauce, like I make a barbecue sauce that does have tomatoes when they're getting, when they're, when they're better, but just right. like tomato maple syrup and then a bunch of spices. And like, that's still way better than the store-bought options. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. She does love like honey on a lot of things. So we can swap out ketchup and sauces for honey. Totally. Totally. And then just don't cook with the honey. Don't. Oh, like, okay heat it. Don't heat it above like a hundred degrees because then, um, the, the digestive effect, once you take it in, it hardens in your belly. Once you do that. So any recipe that says, you know, use the honey as a sweetener, great. Do it after, or I use like maple syrup or coconut sugar and stuff that I'm baking. Yep. Yep. Okay. Coconut aminos is like a good sauce that my kids tolerate. Yep. Yeah. That'll be like in stuff that I make. Yeah. I haven't like put it directly on stuff for her, but yeah, yeah, Yeah. that's, we've swapped out soy sauce for that. So yeah. But yeah, like making things like taste a little better, that, that seems to go over well. Okay. I feel you on the smoothies. I made the same mistake. My kids. (sighs) I like ruined it. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, no. But you're doing it because like, I want I recommend the smoothies because I want to just get the greens and then ideally some sea vegetables into them. And I just can't think of a different way, but take a pause on that. You're doing the sea vegetables. Cause you're using that, like, like use that as the salt shaker. You're doing it like, yeah. Yeah. Granules. Like that's perfect. Yeah. And then, and then you work in greens wherever you can, but yeah take a pause on the smoothies. Like I get it. And like, I wanted them to drink it so badly. Cause it's like expensive, right? Right. <laughs> Supplements in there and like, Oh, so I just stopped. It's so frustrating. And like, you can't make them do it. No, 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 <laughs> no. Like oh, my three-year-old is my toughest ex one case. And like, it's, it's rough as a baby. I did the same thing. Gave her pate. It's like to help her with her eczema. I'm like, I know you need iron and like all the things. And that right. was awesome. But yep. No, <laughs> it's, it's a no-go <laughs> now. So I totally feel you, but those small changes that will make a difference. And then if you're like soaking your rice, like use different legumes rather than, uh, chickpeas. 
now it's spring. Like this is when you can use a lot of, a lot of beans. Okay. Frankly, like, is she home with you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I stay home and we just chill at home. Yeah. Awesome. So like in a way that makes it harder because then you're in the kitchen all the time, but if you have like as snacks, like you can make a hummus, but if you know chickpeas, like make it out of red lentils, like something Mm -hmm. different than that. And, you know, and it's just whatever bean soak it the night before put yeah. it in the Insta pot just to cook the beans, then yeah. put it in the food processor with the oil, with the herbs, like with the salt, with the sea kelp granules, like whatever. And that, that works out for snacks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But don't eat those type of spreads with meat, for example, because then the, you can't combine those very well. Okay. We basically do for like that AM snack, if that's required. You dip like veggies into the homemade hummus. Or there's a few, there's a few chips that like really do work, right. That just have the right kind of oils and you know what those are. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Like either plantain chips or. Yeah. She likes plantain chips. Yeah. yeah. Or like those like brown rice crisps, you know, and then also that's like super easy to pack and go. So I like that, but then they're getting the nutrients still with the, the dip. And sometimes that's their lunch, you know? That's true. Yeah. It doesn't have to be so complicated. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if we do that and then we have like a burger or chicken, whatever, like a carnivore lunch, then we do basically like a vegetarian dinner. Okay. Got it. Cause animal protein is really hard to digest. Okay. So we can only, only have to focus on meat for one meal. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and her breakfast, by the way, is like oatmeal every day. And I know oats can be a trigger. And so we had tried a couple weeks without oats mm-hmm. totally and nothing really changed. Yes. So I think that she's okay with oats yeah. if if you think that that's because that's a really that's how we do sneak in a lot of supplements is just mixing them into the oatmeal. That's awesome. And if she's so, eating it, amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. We do a cereal with like quinoa flakes, like banana and ginger. That, okay. That has been going over well. And I don't know they stopped selling quinoa flakes at the grocery store. So I just, I didn't... have some actually, cause she was dying for oatmeal when we took it away. And I yeah. read that that was a, like a good substitute, but okay. she wasn't convinced on that yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> I get a, I get another tough sell, but if the right. oatmeal is working for you, that's amazing. I actually don't use oats because of my one that doesn't deal with eczema. So, you know, it can yeah. Yeah. If you tried it, then, then great. And that's like a warm, nourishing, like good breakfast. And that helps like coat her intestinal walls. So if it's, if it's working for her, what kind of milk are you using with that? Just water. Okay, great. Oh yeah. Amazing. Awesome. And then, yeah, for dinner, I would just start doing like a, especially now in the spring, either a, a soup, like a vegetable based soup. And I have a couple in the framework that go over. Okay. Or, uh, or like a beans and rice type of situation. And you can flavor that any way you want, but at least. Yeah. And I mean, in all candor, sometimes my toddler doesn't eat dinner. Sometimes a lot of my kids. Same. Like she, dinner is typically the meal where it's like, we're going to put whatever we're having in front of you. Yeah. Cause you know, we're eating the same way, gluten-free, dairy-free and all that. Um, 
like we're just going to put it in front of you and most of the time like she doesn't really she like she'll pick I'll usually put something like blueberries or something on her plate that she likes and that's all she eats so I feel like lunch and breakfast are probably oh and she used to snack a ton but I've really cut back on snacks recently because I'm like we you know we need to get you eating your actual like meals so yeah no that's the hardest part of being at home is, yeah. well and being out is, is the snacks but yeah the one then the 24 the 7 availability of them when you're at home yes. is tough but at least you can control them much better than when you're in daycare or school right exactly yeah um, her favorite snack is um, those little like applesauce pouches that you get, you know, from Costco or whatever. Yeah. So is there any problems with that or? Ideally swap that for like apples. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Because then it's, it's processed, processed. And in, a, in a plastic bag, you know? Yeah. Good point. And it doesn't expire. And then, so there has to be like citric acid or another. Yep. There. there is citric yeah. acid in there. Yeah. Yeah. And that can be a really big trigger as well. So when you're taking hmm. out, like it's kind of in everything, actually citric acid is made, it's made by like a mold feeding on sugar and they're somehow deriving that from there. It's oh my goodness. Crazy. It and sounds so innocent. It's like, right? oh, they just like squeeze a lemon in there. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like there's a little natural lemon. Totally. Okay. Yeah. Right. But it's not, it's not the lemon citric oh, man. <laughs> it's made in a lab on grand scale and it's in everything. And it, so yeah, that's yeah. in making these substitutions, I mean, you're barely eating any processed food, but when you're still just, you know, eating a little bit every day, yeah, yeah, you'll, you'll see, you'll see changes. If you're interested in a coaching call just like this, we went on for another hour, Paige and I, getting into the weeds about her baby, her home, and anything else that was affecting her kids in a home that's already totally set up for health. ExumaKids.com is where you can book your call and get immediate access to the framework that you can do in your own time. That's how we start is by going through what you're currently doing and how you can optimize what's happening in your home to reverse eczema. I can't wait to talk to you and join all of our like-minded parents in the Eczema Solutions for Kids Natural Healing and Comfort Facebook group. The link is in the show notes. And if this resource has helped you in any way, guys, would you take the 30 seconds to write a podcast review. It helps more than you could possibly know. And my mission is just to help as many families as I can reverse this condition. And by doing a review, you help do that as well. Take care, friends. You are doing great. Hey, friend. If today's episode helped you in any way, would you leave me a review in Apple Podcasts? Neither of us have time for social media, so this is the best way to help other parents find this podcast and heal their kids. Thanks for your contribution towards ending childhood eczema.